Hey everyone, welcome back to a Friday edition of the Crowd Noise Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Martinez. Friday the 13th, March 13th, 2020, and it feels every bit as so. It's been a ominous and eerie week and a half in the world of sports and just quite frankly the world in general. Uh, The reason we have a Friday episode this week is because I wanted to get all the information. I wanted to make sure we had all the um, cancellations that were coming out last night and even early this morning. The coronavirus has, uh, it's the number one topic in news, quite frankly, and it, as it should be, it's, you know, has been listed as a pandemic at this point across the world, uh, and it affects everyone. And this is a sports podcast, so we're going to talk about the impact it has on sports, but I just want to make it let it I just want to let it be known it let it be known it has such a further impact than just the world of, of of sports. And I think sometimes as fans we love our teams a little bit too much. We love maybe the players a little bit too much. We kind of forget it's not it's not everything. These guys are just people. They're just teams are playing games and yes we're passionate and yes the players are passionate. They want to play they want to win. But there are times like these when life is put into perspective and it just it reminds us that this is actually a very small portion of our lives, our sports. When you put it in the grand scheme of things, when you look at the big picture, sports is a very small part of our lives. But we're going to talk about the impact that this has on the world of sports, but I just want to make just want to let everyone know um, this is not what's most important right now. I just want to make that very clear. Sports is not the top priority in the world, and it shouldn't be. And clearly, it, it isn't right now with all the cancellations, and I think that's a great, great thing. And that's really what I'm, talk, what I'm going to talk about today are the cancellations. First, I want to talk about how the, all of this came to pass. Today's Friday, again, Friday the 13th, and it really feels like it. Um, and it started Wednesday night when, you know, this current, not era, I guess, what, um, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for here, but these last few days of kind of panic and an overwhelming started on Wednesday night. Uh, the Jazz and the Thunder game was put on held. They were about to tip off, they were about to tip off, start the game. Uh, Rudy Gobert said he was feeling ill, not feeling well. They went to check him. Uh, test him for the coronavirus. He tested positive. They immediately pulled all the players off of the court, um, canceled that game, and immediately Adam Silver, he stops all games on that night and then the next day suspends all NBA play, which is still effective. It's going to be suspended for at least one month and then it will be reevaluated. It's not going to come back in one month. It will be reevaluated in one month. And we'll get to that again. We, I'm just trying to set set the table here a little bit for you. So there was that. Uh, Rudy Gobert was the first NBA player that tested positive for the coronavirus, and that kind of it scared a lot of people. And it should have because it shows, you know, if these guys, are, these NBA superstars, these world class athletes, if they're getting it, no one is immune. This affects everybody. And that's, it stopped the entire sports world. And I just want to say right now, 
don't don't pile on Rudy Gobert. Okay, I know he was. I understand there was the obnoxious video where he was wiping the microphones and wiping the tables. Um, should not have done that. I'm not defending that whatsoever. But also, the, there's this is something that he has absolutely no control over. Nor do you or I. Zero control. If you have the virus or or not. So I I don't really want to see people bagging on Rudy Gobert because. I mean, he's a human being. Shouldn't have done what he did. But that just goes to show you can't take these things for granted. Because he says, um, you know, wasn't aware that he had it. And that's the point. You don't know if you have it. You don't know if anyone around you has it. You have to be careful and you have to respect this illness because it can happen to anybody. So I just want to say, you know, take it easy on Rudy Gobert. I think if there's like 70-30 in favor of people that kind of feel sorry for Rudy Gobert and then 30% of people who are like blaming Rudy Gobert for canceling the NBA, canceling all the sports. That's ridiculous. And it, I think it is the minority of people, but I just want to say, you know, that's just idiotic. That's insensitive and idiotic. So, so just cut that out right now. And that's where it started. Um, and we have uh, Donovan Mitchell on the team as well does have the coronavirus. And it's not just the NBA. We have seen, and I just want to say, first off, I want to give credit and hats off to Adam Silver. You, If you guys know me, you know I don't really agree with a lot of the things that Adam Silver does, or maybe the ideas that he has. But the way he's handled this scenario, he's set the precedent for other leagues. If you paid close attention, other leagues and other organizations have followed suit um, with Adam Silver. And the way he's handled this scenario, this situation is, I mean, it's just been first class and he's just doing the best job that he can. So I just want to give 110% um, of my support. And I just want to say, you know, great job. And thank you to Adam Silver for keeping the fans and the players um, and the employees of those teams and those franchises uh, in his best interest and doing the best possible job that he can. So I just want to say that, you know, my, my hat's off to Adam Silver. When I say I don't agree with him a lot of times, it's the... You know, the all-star game tweaks or the playoff format tweaks. I don't agree with that stuff. But when what he's handled, and this has, again, much more, this is much more important than just basketball. This is about protecting the people that work for him. He's done a first-class job at this. And I think it's fair to, you know, disagree with, you know, things he wants to do with the all-star game or, again, you know, the playoff format. Because that's just basketball. And we're fans. We love the sport. We're going to have our opinions. But as far as this and handling, you know, things outside and bigger than basketball, Adam Silver's done a phenomenal job. I mean, just a fantastic job. So that's where it started. Well, not really where it started, but that was the biggest case, I guess, in the past few days that really, you know, sparked all this worry and this concern. And there shouldn't, there's a fine line between overreacting and just flat out not caring. If you don't think the coronavirus is a big deal or you don't see what all the fuss is about, you're not paying attention. And you're not being very intelligent. To be quite honest with you, you're not being very smart. If you're gargling bleach to kill the germs, then you're going a little bit overboard, okay? Because there are people who have been doing that. They've literally been gargling bleach. Find a middle ground because there is a very, very fine line in between the two. It is a big deal. It is a very big deal. Yes, we've seen other illnesses in the past 
that were pandemics. My argument to that is, did any of those literally stop sports leagues across the world? And again, it's more than just sports, but this is a sports podcast. That's what, that's probably where, what we're going to point to the most. Did the NBA season stop for any any pr- uh, prior illnesses, swine flu, um, Ebola? Not, not, no, they didn't. Did, were there any travel ban? Well, actually, I can't say that because I don't know know that for a fact. And this is the internet, and people will immediately call you out, um, you know, if you're misinformed. So I'm not going to go that far. But this didn't stop, or none of those stopped March Madness. None of those stopped the NBA season. This is much more serious. This is much more serious, and I think people need to take that into consideration. Yes, there have been illnesses in the past that were, you know. There were some level of overreactions and it wasn't as severe as people may have thought. And that is probably the case with coronavirus as well. It's probably not as severe as maybe some people on the internet are making it out to be. But it is a very serious concern. And I think people, you know, again, there's a fine line in between the two. Very fine line. You need, you have to find it for yourself. Um, so here we're now we're going to move forward to the um, what exactly has been canceled or postponed or both or whatever. First, it was the NBA season because, again, as soon as Rudy Gobert tested positive, Adam Silver, without any hesitation, and I've, uh, I am fully behind this, without any hesitation, did not cancel but postpone the NBA season for a month minimum. And it will be reevaluated in 30 days. And uh, quite frankly, and again... What makes this situation so, I guess, scary and and what people are really freaking out about is the unknown. This situation is entirely fluid. Could this go away entirely in a week? Yeah, sure. We don't... It probably won't. That sounds like a pipe dream, but it could. We don't know. Could it get severely worse? Yeah, it could. Is that kind of a doomsday idea? Yeah, it might not, but it could. That's the biggest problem right now is the unknown. It's completely fluid, and we don't exactly know what we're dealing with. And when I say we, I mean, you know, the doctors of America. I, there are people who are way above my pay grade who are more equipped to handle this than I am. So I'm just going to put these in layman's terms as best as I can. I'm going to do the best job that I can because I am certainly no doctor. I just want to make that absolutely clear. Um, but it's unknown. We, there's no coronavirus shot. There is a flu shot. There's a flu vaccine. There's no Robitussin coronavirus. Okay, this is something that we're unprepared for, quite frankly. Um, so, will the NBA season be picked back up immediately? Will it go into the playoffs? Will it even? Con- will we have an NBA season? I that remains to be seen. Because again, we don't know what exactly we're dealing with, dealing with, and we don't know how this situation will evolve. So there is that. But for the meantime, it is postponed for 30 days, uh, and that was just, that was the beginning. And all leagues across the world and across the country and across the world uh, followed suit immediately to their credit. They did not waste any time, did not take anyone's health for granted. Uh, NCAA, this was huge. This was huge. And, uh, you know, credit to them. This was a very tough decision. And it's more of a tough decision emotionally. Logically, this isn't a hard decision at all. But emotionally, it, it 
it's a hard decision. It's hard to pull this trigger, basically. This is the end of Old Yeller, basically. It's a logical decision. This is what you have to do. It's just your gut and your heart really doesn't want you to do it, but you got to do what you got to do. NCAA cancels all athletic activities. Everything. All spring and winter championships, tournaments, events, they're not happening. It's over. And the biggest one amongst those, obviously, is men's and women's March Madness. And I don't say this often. I don't think I've said this ever. But I love the decision the NCAA made. And I, I support their decision. And I'm behind their decision. I don't, I don't think I've ever complimented, to the, complimented the NCAA as a, a business, as an organization. But this time, I mean, this is the first time for everything. This is hard. This was incredibly hard. My heart breaks for the seniors who were going to give it their last shot. This was their last chance to play in the tournament. Maybe it was the seniors who was their first chance to play in the tournament. Because again, not everyone plays in uh, Kansas and Duke. You go to the tournament every single year. Maybe there was a senior somewhere on a mid-major school who had a chance to play in their one and only tournament. That was taken away. And this was the right decision. This had to be done. And that's where the emotion comes in, especially for the seniors, you know, who played their last game without even knowing it. And probably will not ever have another chance to play in March Madness. And the reason I say probably is because there's discussion about giving seniors an extra year of eligibility. I think they should have that option. I think you should make that available to seniors. There's there's a way. There's a will and a way you can give these seniors. This is, There's no precedent for this. This has never happened before. Something like this. So no, we've never seen players get an extra year of eligibility because we've never seen an epidemic like this before that's affected the entire country and the entire world like that we have not seen this in any of our lifetimes. So I think they should have that option, though I don't know how many of those seniors will take it. I'm sure there would be a large percentage. I don't know if it'd be majority, but I do think they should have that opportunity. And the reason I say I don't know if a lot of people will take that is because you're asking them to come back for another year, an entire season to play in March Madness. And, and potentially it will be the majority because, again, you're talking about you know, mid-major schools, maybe D2 schools, D3 schools, whatever. Um, but a lot of those seniors, if they play for the big schools, they want to go to the pros. They, you know, this is their opportunity. Maybe they, it's not in their best interest to come back for another year uh, you know, just to play in March Madness, not just, but I'm not devaluing March Madness. I'm not Rob Manfred and just, you know, disgracing everything that players play for, but it might just be better for them to go straight to, you know, the draft or yeah, in WNBA, NBA, play overseas. But for some seniors, and may, maybe it will be majority of seniors, this will be in their best interest and they want this opportunity. So I think they should have that choice. I think they should get the, the opportunity to say, I, I want to come back. I want to play in March Madness. I think they should have that choice. So that was the NCAA, the biggest one. My heart just, I just feel so terrible for, for seniors. It's, especially, I was going to say especially and specifically at the same time, you know, kind of got tongue-tied there. But specifically for Sabrina Ionescu, who was 
she made it a point last last year. She wrote in the Players Tribune. She's coming back. Uh, Sabrina Ionescu, one of the all-time college basketball players. Period. I made superstar in every sense of the word. Sabrina Ionescu is just a superstar. Went to the Final Four last year. Lost in the semifinals. Was up in the air if she was going to go to the WNBA draft or come back. Wrote in the Players' Tribune, I'm coming back. I want to win a national title. That's what she, her goal, their only goal was to win a national title. It was the fin, unfinished business was the team's motto this year. And unfortunately, tragically, it will remain just that. Unless the NCAA gives her an opportunity and the rest of the seniors across the country to come back and Perhaps she might say, you know what? It's not in my best. It's best for me to go to the WNBA. She goes to the WNBA. She's the top three draft pick. I mean, that that's that goes without saying. Top three, that's where you're starting. Potentially number one overall. But if she has, I think she should have that choice. She should have that opportunity. And of course, that's barring we even... Because again, we don't know how long this scenario this illness will last and i hope it does not get to this point but and i don't know if it will i don't think it will again i'm not a doctor that's considering this is all fixed and solved and be behind us come next october you know next basketball season we don't even know if there will be next next year there probably will be because i mean you're talking from march all the way to october november it's a long way away I would assume that this would go away by then, but you never know. You just you just never know. That's the NCAA. Uh, and the reason I, I waited until today to do the podcast, there was no episode yesterday, is because I wanted to make sure we got all the cancellations and postponings because all this stuff was just coming in every 5, 10 minutes yesterday, and I was saying, there's no way I'm going to get everything. There's no way. I'd rather wait one day and get everything into the show. And even there was stuff coming out this morning. Um, of can- news of cancellations and postponing. So I'm glad I, di- I did wait an extra day. Because I wanted to make sure it listed everything. Uh, NHL suspends all activity. MLB. Uh, this is kind of this is kind of sad. It's all sad. None of it's, you know, it, it's all unfortunate. But I'll address that in a second. Uh, MLB cancels all spring training games. They're finished. Postpones the season debut by at least two weeks, but though it's already been said, it's extremely unlikely that they pick it up in April. You're probably looking at an opening day as late as May, or I should say as early as May. That's the earliest you're probably going to see an opening day. Uh, but in, in the grand scheme, when you compare you know, opening day across baseball traditionally to this year, you're talking about May. That's really, really late. But again, there's no precedent for this ever in any of our lifetimes, so... It's unfortunate, but leagues should take as much time as they need. And, you know, they're already discussing alternatives to, you know, shortening the season. Do we get rid of division? You know, do we get rid of interleague play to shorten the season? In basketball, they're talking about do we go direct? Do we pick up where the season left left off or do we go directly into the playoffs? I want to get to that. Right now, I just want to give my, my two cents on that in the NBA. 
I kind of, me personally, I'd like to lean towards jumping into the playoffs. But that is, that's a lot to ask. Because you're talking about one month layoff. And by the way, there's no practices. It's not like, oh, we're not doing games, but we're still holding practices, holding press conferences. No, the NBA is shut down. So you're asking a lot of players to just show up two weeks. Okay, the NBA is open. We're going to have the playoffs in two weeks. You have until then to practice. You're asking a lot of players to just come back and immediately jump into the postseason. But again, this is just my feeling. And whatever the league comes to, I'm sure I'll be fine with it because of the scenario that's facing us right now. I just don't like the idea of, you know, there are a bunch of teams that are just no good. Let's get back to the like basketball for a second. How many teams really have a chance of making the playoffs right now? If this, if none of this had happened, you would have eliminated five, six, seven, eight teams that they're not even smelling the playoffs this year. They're all just tanking. So I don't like the idea of picking up the whole season, and then you're kind of those you're having those teams, and then even the teams that are in the playoffs when they play against those bottom bottom feeding teams. Those games just feel absolutely meaningless. So I would, I, I kind of lean more towards just jumping into the playoffs, but I understand why that that's not a great idea either. But there's still 20 to 30 games, I believe. I, not 30, I think it's closer to 20, which is not a lot, but it's also not 10 games. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's still multiple weeks of regular season before the postseason. So I, and again, they'll come to a decision. This is, there's, this has never happened before. I, I keep saying that because I can't stress it enough. Whatever decision they make, even if it's a radical one, it's something we've never seen. My argument is, well, we've also never seen an illness like this before. So a solution that we've never seen kind of makes a little bit of sense. I like an abbreviated version of the season. Maybe you bring back the top 10 teams in each conference. And even if they're playing teams that are eliminated, then you just get rid of those games. It's, it's a little complicated, but I, it, it would take some more fine-tuning than that. But I would say teams in the top 10, you can play out 15 games of your season or something like that. Or maybe you play out the rest of your season. And we keep it to the teams that are top 10 and the reason i say that is because you give teams that are op- that you give teams that are on the bubble an opportunity to make the playoffs and you keep the games competitive and relevant and you also you limit travel but by getting rid of 10 teams in the league because again there's 30 teams in the league if you keep 10 teams in two conferences that's 20 teams by get, removing 10 teams 10 cities how many players is that you're you're limiting the amount of people and you're limiting amount you're, excuse me, I got tongue tied again. You're limiting the amount of risk, basically. Long story short. So I, I, I like that idea. That's my own personal idea. I don't know if they'll use it. They probably won't, but I, I understand. It, it's just a, such a sensitive subject, right? And not even sensitive. It's just something that we're not prepared for. It's just something we've never seen and we're not prepared for. So I kind of like an abbreviated version or an ending to the season then jump into the postseason maybe you have a hyphenated postseason maybe you only do something like six teams i i I don't know again this is we've never seen anything like this and where basketball is kind of benefiting from is that there's 
the only thing in the summer is regular season baseball. And we don't know when that's going to pick up. So you there's you're not competing with anything else in the summer and again there's regular season baseball but that there's so many games not I mean less than half of them are televised and we don't even know where baseball's going to pick up. So you can push if they wanted to say no we're just going to go pick up the season and we'll go as far as we need to. They can play into July and still have August, September, October and then the season starts. 3 months and then maybe you have a shorter season next year and you don't start the season until November or December. Like we're still going to be feeling the effects of this until next calendar year, but basketball's in a in a unique position to where they can they have some flexibility. And baseball does as well because again, you know, they're the only they can just keep pushing their season back cuz no one's playing in the summer. The summer's open. And the baseball season doesn't end in October. You can push that back to November potentially December if it if it gets to that point. I don't think anyone's complaining about pushing the winter meetings back in, in baseball if, if it got to that point. I think people have reached a point where they can they understand the the situation and they can they can wait. And I think that's a good thing. And again, not everyone's perfect. There is a small minority of people that they're upset that the NBA decided to go with this with this decision. They're in the wrong. They're just clearly, you know, I, they're throwing a tantrum, uh, for lack of a better term. This is the right thing to do by the NBA and the rest of the leagues. Uh, NHL as well has suspended all activity. I don't know if I said that or not. Uh, the Masters tournament, that one kind of stings a little bit, will be postponed. Not canceled as of yet, but it has been postponed. That's always set for uh, April. Might be looking at at a May tournament. I'm not sure they're postponing that. That one's going to be a little bit tougher, only because of the weather. Uh, obviously, that one's played in Augusta. It's going to be pretty warm if you're putting it back into May, potentially June. And, you know, players will find a way around it. It's just going to be uncomfortable. That one's more, I mean, it's not a huge deal, but it's like, you know, it's more of a, a, a comf- comfort thing because it's, you know, it's hot and humid in Georgia. If you could play those, uh, if you have that tournament in May and June, it's just going to be warm. But obviously, I think players would rather be a little bit hot and dehydrated over having the coronavirus so uh there's that uh the nfl has canceled an annual owners executives meeting i'm not sure i don't remember what the name of the meeting is but it's an annual meeting it's it's the executives in the front office and the owners that has been canceled at this point in time again at the time of this recording the draft has not been postponed or moved or canceled I think that's a mistake because it's it's I believe it's April twenty sixth. It's late April, so I get why they haven't postponed it yet. Because again, it's already a month from now, and if you look at all the the leagues that have um, postponed and canceled, they've all pushed it back towards April. So the NFL is probably saying, "Well, it's already around that time anyway. If it hasn't moved, then we'll postpone it." But the draft, I feel, should absolutely be canceled. The draft show, obviously, you can't cancel the draft itself, but having the fans, having, you know, the players show up there, that absolutely has to go. What they should do is have the draft like they used to, like in the 90s and 80s, where it's just 32 owners and the commissioner. There's 33 people in the room, and that is it. And they call the the players, say, hey, we drafted you, write it down, send it to the commissioner, give the card to the commissioner. He says it on on the microphone, you're done with it. Absolutely cannot have 
thousands of fans packed into a into a open area. Bring players to that venue as well. That has to be canceled if they don't postpone it. Because again, this might this might be over by the time we get to the draft, which I we're all hoping for. I would still not take any chances. I would still make sure. Okay, we'll have the draft when when it's scheduled, but we are absolutely not allowing fans in, into the venue. No way whatsoever. That has to be canceled entirely. There should only be thirty three players. Excuse me, thirty three people in the building. Thirty two GMs and the one commissioner that we have. That's. I think that's the right thing to do. That has not been done to this point. Um, you know, potentially Roger Goodell might be saying, you know, we'll wait, which I don't think is the wise thing to do. You look at Adam Silver, how quick and swift he made these decisions to protect his players and the fans. And we haven't really heard anything about the draft to this point. So I would like at least a statement from Roger Goodell on this. Maybe he's drawing one up as we speak. That remains to be seen. I just want to let everyone know, again, this is a sports podcast. We're going to talk about sports predominantly and how this virus affects sports. But this isn't a sports issue. This goes far beyond athletics. And just to kind of paint a picture here for you, I'm going to list other events, other tournaments, other places that have been closed, canceled, postponed, or all of the above because of the coronavirus. Uh, movie, The cinema industry, film industry. You got any movie buffs in here? Uh, Quiet Place 2 and Mulan, among others, among others. Those are the two big name movies that have been postponed due to the coronavirus. A smart thing to do because, again, you're packing in all kinds of people into an enclosed space. And, you know, a lot of close contact. You're, the ushers are, are ripping your tickets, handing them back to you. You're sitting next to people you don't know. You don't know where they have been. They don't know where you have been. So I understand why they canceled that, or excuse me, postponed. It's not canceled. The movies are coming out, but they are postponed until further notice. So it's not just sports. It's also film and cinema. Broadway has been shut down. That one is even more severe because, you know, Broadway, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like a, what do you say, theater arts type of guy. Like, I don't go to a lot of plays, but I do understand specifically Broadway, New York, Times Square, Brings in people and tours from around the world. Like, your local Cinemark is just, you know, just people who live around you. Still, you don't want to be in an enclosed area around a bunch of people, but you're not bringing in people from all over the planet. People from all around the world go to Broadway. So that one's a little bit more dangerous, I guess you could say. Uh, again, dangerous for lack of a better term. So that has been postponed. Not only film, cinema, the- theatric arts. Um... Disneyland and Disney World are both closed until further notice. Only ever happened three times in Disneyland's history. Disney World, I believe this is the second, the first or second time in Disney World's history, the third time in Disneyland's history that they have been closed, period, for any, any reason. And the other, one of the other the other two times I believe for Disneyland were the JFK assassination and after 9/11. So it's it's a very serious issue right now. And again, 
credit to Disney and the people running those parks for making this decision, especially you talking about Disneyland. I mean, how many thousands of people go in and out of Disneyland and around the surrounding areas on a daily basis? How many people from around the world travel to Anaheim to go to Disneyland in Orlando to go to Disney World? It's something you can't, I mean, the, the numbers, if you knew the numbers, and I don't, but if we knew the numbers, it, it would be pretty daunting and jarring just to understand how many people are coming into close contact with each other, how many people are going on the rides, and then you follow them. You could potentially have the virus and not know it because that is, I mean, the coronavirus can lay dormant in your body for two weeks before showing any symptoms. You could be sick right now. I'm not trying to scare you, but you could have the coronavirus right now and not know it. I could have it right now and not know it. So again, credit to Disney and the people in charge for making their, it's a tough decision emotionally. Emotionally, that's it. Logically, if you had no emotion attached to any of these industries or any of these people, you'd say, why, what's, like, I I can only imagine what people who don't watch sports or don't like sports are thinking right now. Because there are people that are upset that the NBA's canceled, the MLB's canceled. There are people who want to keep it going. And I can only, I understand where they're coming from. Because they love these players. They love these teams. They love these games. And I get it. I love, I love baseball. I love basketball. And I can only imagine people who don't watch sports, what they're thinking. Like, are you, you're willing to put your family and the player's family in danger because of a game? So it's a hard decision only emotionally. Logically, there's, there, there is no argument. There is no argument to canceling or postponing these events. So I just the reason I'm pulling up these other industries is to show you it's not just the sports world. This affects everybody. This affects everybody, all industries. And finally, uh, eSport tournaments. If you guys know me personally, you know I love Smash Bros. It's my favorite game ever. I follow the community. I follow the, you know, the, the pro scene a lot. There are, they just announced a Smash World Tour, which is a big deal for you know other reasons that we're not going to get into today because we don't have time to explain you know, the logistics of being a pro Smash player. Um, but this is a big event, the World Tour. It's the first time in Smash Bros. history that there was a circuit. There was a liable source of income for these players. It's been canceled. It's the first time in the game's history. And it's not just Smash Bros. That's just the game that I play. But this affects esports as well. Because again, there's these venues that's uh, enclosed and there's a lot of close contact in between people. People are traveling um, from across the country. And in some cases from across the world, they're coming to these tournaments to watch these players. And, you know, just have fun and be at the venue the tournaments are a lot of fun to be at they're all canceled so if you play video games this affects you as well unless you know you're not a pro player you can just play at home but if you're going to any tournaments or you had plans on going to tournaments you know you can scrap that because they're not happening and this is the right thing to do so i just wanted to point out to all of you it's not just the sports world it's every community every industry so the reason I bring that up is to remind you it's not just about you or me. It's about everyone. we got to look out for each other. And that brings us a perfect segue into the quote of the week. Here we go. And this, again, this is a pure 110% coronavirus episode. I know, kind of a bummer, but that's dominated headlines for a week now. And it's probably going to continue for a lot longer than maybe any of us would care to admit quote 
the first, this is from, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the, the quote E first. Because we're going to do things a little bit differently this week. This is from Rudy Gobert. After he was diagnosed with the coronavirus, this was uh, a statement that he sent out on Instagram. So, you know, technically not an official statement, but in these days, you know, with social media, and I sound like a boomer already, but Instagram and Twitter are basically where you issue public official statements now, which, you know, a few years ago sounded kind of cheesy, but that's the way it is now. Um, Quote, the first and most important thing is, I would like to publicly apologize to the people that I may have endangered. Keyword there, endangered. That wasn't part of the quote. That was me. I'm going to read the whole quote and then go over it again. So here, I'm going to start over. The first and most important thing is, I would like to publicly apologize to the people that I may have endangered. At the time, I had no idea I was even infected. I was careless and make no excuse. I hope my story serves as a warning and causes everyone to take this seriously, end quote. Now, let's go back over that and highlight some important key words there. Uh, First one, I would like to publicly apologize to the people that I may have endangered. Highlight endangered. Embolden endangered. You have the virus. Or you think you may have the virus. You are a danger to everyone around you. Your family, your friends, and everyone that you come in contact with. Don't, and again, there is a lot of backlash, in case you aren't aware. Rudy Gobert was kind of mocking the league and making fun of the coronavirus, saying this is because the league was cracking down on this even two, two weeks ago trying to protect players and keep the players safe and healthy. And Rudy Gobert made a showing of he was wiping his hands all over the microphones in a post-game interview. He was wiping his hands all over the microphones and the table and the Gatorades trying to say, like, this is, you know, you're being way too meticulous about this. This It's ridiculous. Turns out he had the coronavirus. Not only that, obviously, and again, you're a danger to everyone you are around because it's not a... Is it a disease? I don't think you can classify it as a disease, but this illness... Is extremely contagious. So you are a danger to everyone around you. His teammate Donovan Mitchell is superstar across the league. He also has the coronavirus. In this statement, he issues an apology. And this isn't the full statement he put on, on Instagram. This is just the key paragraph that I thought was the most important. Uh, he issues an apology in his entire statement. And I feel like it's sincere. Though yesterday, and again, this is we're kind of getting into some drama a little bit here. I'm not going to dive fully into it because... That's just not what we're doing today. But Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj, says that a lot of the Jazz employees and players are kind of upset and, for, I mean, no pun intended, but sick of Rudy Gobert because he wasn't taking this seriously and he was kind of goofing off. And lo and behold, he had it and now he's a danger to all of his teammates and family and friends. So they're kind of upset with him. That, again, I'm not in that locker room. I don't know for a fact how Rudy Gobert was conducting himself. I can't do the problem if I don't have all the variables. I'm only looking at the variables that I have in front of me. I feel like Rudy Gobert does feel pretty bad about what he's done and said. And maybe it's worse. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't feel this way if I knew exactly what Rudy Gobert was doing. But with what I have, I, I, I forgive Rudy Gobert because of the way he words this. I hope my story serves as a warning and causes everyone to take this seriously. So he's saying, yeah, I didn't take this seriously. I was being obnoxious. 
But this is a problem and it does affect everyone and not only it affects everyone. If you are sick or you think you may be sick, if you're not sick, you need to take this seriously because if you get it, you are a danger to everyone around you. And I think that's what people aren't really taking into consideration because right now, yeah, the majority of people in America do not have this illness. That's just the numbers. Majority of people living in the U.S. do not have the coronavirus. However, so that, that means most people aren't understanding this from a victim's point of view. So they're inconsiderate. But until that point, once they do get sick and then they do affect their family around them, then it kind of changes perspective. And I just want to tell people, don't wait until it's too late. Don't be, don't be stupid. Don't be an idiot. Don't go around places purposely because you're trying to prove a point and just go places, touch everything, and then come back and touch you know, your family, your friends, hug them, you dap them up with whatever, not washing your hands, you're touching your face. Be smart. Because the way this thing spreads as quickly as it does is because of stupid people like that. And not to call Rudy Gobert stupid, but I think he would be the first to admit he probably should have done things a little bit differently. Maybe he would have gotten coronavirus anyway but he would not have been as big of a threat to his teammates. And then again, think about this. He has to go home. He's a threat to his family as well. And I I feel like this this apology is pretty sincere. Again, I don't know the entire situation with Rudy Gobert. I don't know if maybe his actions were way worse and I wouldn't be on his side. But at this point, with the information that I have, I feel like this apology is sincere. He shouldn't have done what he did. But at least he's using this as a teaching point to people across the country and really across the globe because, again, this is a global pandemic. So I just want to let everyone know, please be smart. Please be safe. Even if you don't have the virus, it is your responsibility to protect those around you by protecting yourself. If you do have the virus, it is even more of a responsibility for you to stay home, stay secluded, like do not... Do not come in contact with anyone. Make sure you're letting people know you have the virus. And if they want to help you and they want to be close and take care of you, that is their decision, which probably shouldn't be doing anyway to begin with. But I get it. We all you know, have someone that has our back. They want to take care of us. They want to look out for us. That I understand. Just make sure you're being smart. Because you are a danger to people around you. And you can help do your part to stop this virus by doing, quite frankly, very little. Washing your hands, wearing gloves out in public areas, going out as, as little as you possibly can. Don't Now all of a sudden people want to go travel the world and go live their, fill out their bucket list. All of a sudden, now that there's a global pandemic, everyone wants to get out of the house. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. I hate dumb people. And if you're listening to this right now, you're probably not dumb because only... Only the wise guys listen to the crowd noise podcast. So do not be an idiot. We all have a responsibility to take care of each other by taking care of ourselves first and foremost. That is going to bring us to the end of this week's episode. Kind of a bleak crowd noise, I guess you could say. It's very eerie. It's, these are scary times. They are. But we're all in this together. Shout out High School Musical. This is, this is the hand that we've been dealt. And this is the situation that we all face. So I thank you guys for stopping by and for sticking around. 
Hope you guys are healthy. Hope you stay healthy. Wash your hands. It's really not that hard. And again, you might wash your hands. You might still get the virus. But at least you took, you made an effort and you took the proper precautions. Wash your hands. Please, I will talk to you next week.